This is Bob Morris in Desert Horticulture. Today I would like to talk to you about when to prune flowering plants. You know, like the flowering trees and shrubs. These are ornamental plants that bring us a lot of joy when we see their flowers. All this and more on today's Desert Horticulture. When we're talking about landscape ornamental plants, they generally can fall into two basic categories. Those that we, uh, that we appreciate for their flowers, for their floral beauty, and those that we appreciate because they're just green. They all flower, but it's a question of whether we see those flowers or not, or we call them conspicuous flowers. <clears throat> what we're talking about here are trees and shrubs, ground covers, vines, that have conspicuous flowers, that have, we grow that plant, we want that plant in our landscape because it has floral beauty. It produces flowers. Did you know that if the time of year, let me back up just a little bit. Did you know that the time of year that you elect to prune these plants has a great deal to do with whether you'll see flowers or not? for the next few weeks. If you pick the wrong timing for these plants, if you prune them at the wrong times, then you'll interrupt the flowering cycle. You'll interrupt how many weeks or days or even months in some cases that you may see flowers and not. If we have a landscape company that comes in and prunes them indiscriminately, they don't care they're going to use most likely a hedge shears, prune them into gumdrops or gumballs, and if you're fine with that, then so be it. Okay, you'll have to replace the plant perhaps in six or eight years when it starts to look real woody, but other than that, if you're, if you're willing to live with that kind of a thing and look at plant replacement periodically, then go ahead. Let some of the landscape companies that are inexpensive do that. But if you are someone who appreciates the plants in your landscape and you've chosen these plants because of their floral characteristics, when they bloom, how much they bloom, the color, the scent of those flowers, all of those visual and uh, we might want to stimulate, then maybe you'll take a little bit of time and decide whether the timing is correct for that pruning or not. Maybe you'll stop a landscape company that wants to prune at the wrong time and interrupt that flowering cycle that we admire so much in some of those plants. So we can divide plants into those that have conspicuous flowers and those that have inconspicuous flowers. The conspicuous flowers, that's just a, a fancy way of saying pretty flowers, we, we might want to keep those. We might want to prune them at the proper time so that we don't interrupt the flowering cycle, so that we don't have a disappearance of those pretty flowers for a certain number of weeks or even months. So it's important. Bottom line is we prune plants whenever they finish their flowering cycle. If we look at plants, they can be divided into two basic camps. Those that produce profusely in the spring of the year 
and those that kind of trickle through the entire year. Maybe they'll produce some a little bit later than the spring, maybe early summer, through the summer months, through the fall months, and even into the winter months. As soon as they're done, we go ahead and elect to prune them. Those plants that produce their flowers during the early summer, summer and fall months, we generally prune them in the late fall or early winter months. Those that produce the flowers in the spring of the year, then we elect to prune those right after they finish flowering in the spring. Once they've finished flowering and that beauty is no longer apparent, then we can carefully prune those plants. But the bottom line is we let them go ahead, flower, produce their beauty, and after they're done with it, we then elect to prune them. So many times we have landscaping companies that come in with a head shears or whatever they might have and go ahead and nip out the uh, floral beauty of that plant for a period of time, and we don't really notice any difference. We, we see that it's pruned because the plant itself, the tree, shrub, vine, or ground cover, has been changed, has been altered. It looks different. So we know that the landscape company has been there and they've done their work. But in the process, did they create a gumball? Is that something? Do you want all of your plants in your landscape, regardless of what they are, to look the same after they're finished pruning? Well, if you do and you don't mind that, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you are persnickety and you want something a little different, and you want to respect the plants and when they bloom and when they flower and you want to prolong that beauty as long as possible and not interrupt its cycle, then listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell you what to do. When we're talking about flowering plants, those that produce conspicuous flowers, those that produce pretty flowers, and we put them in our landscape because they have pretty flowers, those might be uh, oleander even, or it could be Texas ranger or Texas sage, some people call it, or they could be fruit trees such as persimmon, pomegranate that flower all through the season. All of these plants, all of these plants produce their flowers on what we call current season wood. We can divide these plants into two basic types of plants. Those that flower on the current season wood or the growth that was produced this past season, we see flowers coming from this new growth, then we will call them late, excuse me, early summer, summer and fall flowering plants. If these plants produce a massive amount of flowers in the early spring and don't really flower much of the rest of the year, then we might consider these to be plants that are producing flowers on last year's wood. On that wood or that growth that was produced last season, last year. Oftentimes that would be growth that we see later in the summer, mid to late summer and into the fall months. When this growth occurs, first the plant is pushing the new growth. I'm talking about plants that are 
flowering on last year's wood. In the spring of the year, they'll go ahead and flower because that's when the flower buds were produced. They were produced on wood that was going to flower very early in the spring, oftentimes the same time that we see new leaves being produced, new growth being produced. We see the growth coming out in, in the form of flowers. Oftentimes we see this on fruit trees, some of the fruit trees like apples and pears, peach, plum and apricot, those plants will bloom, almond, they'll bloom in the spring, produce, a, that's because it was, the flowers were produced on last year's wood. Last year's wood that grew, that the wood first grew in the spring of the year, and it was just producing mostly leaves, mostly height, mostly size, increasing the size of the plant. But as that tree or that shrub was focusing its resources, its energy, into growth, it was at the cost of producing flowers. It was at the cost. So later on in the season, as this wood began to slow down, as the growth began to slow down, as its production of new growth began to slow, then it starts to produce flower buds. It produces flower buds in preparation for early spring growth next year. All of these flower buds are produced on growth that occurred last year. Even if there are just tiny spurs, even if there are tiny small shoots that produce flowers for next year, we're going to see those flowers congregated, produced on last year's growth on that spur. That spur might only grow an eighth of an inch long. And that's where the flowers are located. They could be longer than that. They could be fairly big spurs, long spurs. But at least it'll only be produced. Those flowers will be produced on the growth that occurred last season. That's why we want to make sure that on those plants that grow when, that produce flowers on last year's wood, they get enough time in the enough water and fertilizer and nutrients are supplied to those plants so they produce enough growth to so that the flowers can be produced the floral buds can be set and and produced on last year's wood on the other hand very few floral buds are produced on last year's wood if they are summer early summer summer and 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 winter flowering plants. If they flower through the whole season, like Texas Ranger, like Texas Sage, like so many of our landscape plants, like even some of our fruit trees, like, like I mentioned, persimmon and oleander, even when they are produced, those flowers are produced on current season growth, on the growth that's occurring right now, and then as it's growing more and more, as it's growing longer and longer, it's producing more and more flowers. And in some cases, that those flowers lead to some form of fruit formation, like pomegranate, like I mentioned, pomegranate and persimmon. In some cases, they stop flowering because there is such a load on the tree already that they don't want to produce any more flowers, so it shuts down. The, the tree has shunted 
a lot of its energy into fruit production early on. And because those fruits are enlarging and they're consuming a lot of energy, it shuts everything down except for some possibly some new growth that's occurring on those trees and shrubs. So when we're talking about flowering plants, we're talking about those that produce flowers on last year's growth and those that produce flowers on the current season growth, on the growth that's occurring this year. What we will do in both cases is we will eliminate or we will prune after the flowering cycle has finished on those trees and shrubs that we can appreciate for their floral beauty. We want to stop at that point. The only exception to that is, it's not really an exception, as much as it is, as it is to recognize that we also live in a desert environment. And our sunlight can be extremely intense during certain times of the year, but most of the time of the year, the sunlight is more intense than it is in other parts of the country, other parts of the world that don't have a desert environment. Our humidity is lower. Our sunlight intensity is greater. We have a greater number of, of sunny days per year. We have fewer clouds in the sky that can shelter, that can reduce the amount of sunlight reaching plants growing on earth. Whatever the case might be, we want to be careful when we're in the desert environment in how much of that plant we remove when we are pruning. So let's say it's finished its flowering, and let's say it has a summer flowering plant like Texas sage, like Texas ranger. And it's flowering all through the summer, all through the early summer, summer, and into the fall months with heaviest blooms in the spring and in the fall, but it's still trickling all through the entire year. We want to be careful how much of that new growth we remove. We want to be careful because if we remove too much, we're going to allow the sunlight, this very intense sunlight from the desert, to penetrate inside the plant. And if it can stay in one location, if that intense sunlight can stay in one location for a long period of time, it can cause some damage to that plant, especially if that plant is smooth-barked, it's young, and it doesn't have a lot of furrowing yet. The case could be made for bottle tree, for instance. If bottle tree is not given enough water so that it has a full canopy of leaves to provide some filtering of that sunlight, the very thin bark on the trunk and on the upper limbs, and especially because those many times those limbs are oriented in a horizontal position, which makes it perfect for the sunlight to beat down on it and intensify itself. So we want to be careful of plants like that, that have an open canopy we want to be careful when we prune not to give them an open canopy, too much of an open canopy, if they are thin barked, if the bark is thin. Like, for instance, we see on Palo Verde, or what we see on some mesquite trees. We see the bark is fairly thin when it's young. As it gets older, the furrowing occurs on that bark, the ridging occurs, the corky tissue starts to develop 
on that trunk and on those limbs as they get larger and larger. And the fear of that, the damage that that intense sunlight can cause is greatly reduced. But we want to make sure when it's young like that, that we're sheltering it as much as possible with diffuse light reaching those those trunks and those limbs until they get larger and furrowed. You can look at the trunk and limbs of some of the thin barked trees and you can see as they get about six or eight years old, you'll start to see the, the bark begin to change on those trees as they go from a smooth bark into a furrowed bark. And if it makes it that long, if we don't make a mistake and prune it. But basically what we're saying is, on flowering plants, you wait for them to finish their flowering cycle, and then you go ahead and remove the branches that you need to remove. Being very careful in our desert environment not to open the canopy too much because it can follow that we'll have some, some, uh, some problems on those trees. So in a recap of this, as I'm recapping this, remember, prune flowering plants after they finish flowering. There's two basic types, the, the very early spring flowering plants and those plants that bloom through the year, sometime during the year. They are pruned differently, but you can always be, you can always rest assured that if you're pruning after they finish flowering, you'll be okay. So if they are spring blooming plants, that means that their flowers and flower buds for next year were produced on last year's growth towards the end of the season, while those that were flowering in the early summer, through the summer, and into the fall months, we're going to prune those when? We're going to prune them after they finish flowering in late fall and the winter months so that we have a stimulation of new growth and that new growth will produce new flowers next year. We're always respective of that. The only, the only exception is our fruit trees, our many of our fruit trees. We prune them for different reasons. We prune them because we want the fruit to be produced and we want it to get larger. So our pruning efforts in fruit trees are a little different than ornamental flowering trees and shrubs. But other than that, just remember, prune after the floral display has ceased, no matter what time of the year. And avoid pruning in the desert environment. Avoid pruning during the summer months. At all ca cases, you'll, you'll never be pruning during the summer months when it comes to early spring flowering plants. When are they pruned? Right after they finish flowering in the spring. Or you'll, if you prune in the late fall or winter months, you're going to avoid any type of summer pruning. So avoid that. Okay, I hear that music coming, and so it's time to leave. I hope this was informative, and until next time, bye-bye. Look for me on my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's starting with an X. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter.